Y'all, that's, that's the dream for, for the coaches. That's what we want. Hi, my name is Talon Stradley, and this is Soapboxers, a fly-on-the-wall podcast about speech and debate. I used to compete on the Orange Coast College team, and now I'm back after two years to document the speech and debate experience and bring it to you. Today, it's the final episode of Soapboxers, as we learn a little about parliamentary debate and visit the Fall Champs Tournament. Last episode, we discussed what it takes to run a tournament, and we met Blake Longfellow, director of forensics at Diablo Valley College. We talked briefly about an online tournament that Diablo Valley College was hosting, the DVC thing. This tournament is special for OCC because it is the first tournament this semester where the team is competing in parliamentary debate. Up until this point, all of the debaters have been competing on their own, one-on-one in IPDA debate. Now, they can finally start coming together into pairs to tackle parliamentary, one of the most competitive, rigorous, and intensive events yet. You tend to get really close to your parliamentary partner, so it can be important that you're with someone you enjoy being around. Luckily, it looks like that won't be much of a problem for one of the parley teams. This is my squid. This is like, like I feel like I'm like, like SpongeBob and this is my Squidward, but then we bounce <laughs> off of each other. This is David talking about his partner, Will. They are two parley partners who seemed destined to compete together. This is honestly a really cool dude. I, the first time I saw him, I was like, I was like, Who's this cat? But then when we sat down and we debated together that very, very first day when it was just over like YouTube versus TikTok, I was like, this is going to be my right hand, man. I knew it in my head. I was like, yes, him, him. I like him. This one, this one, mom. But no, really dope, dude. I honestly feel like this is one of my best friends in this class. While friendship and camaraderie are important, it's not the only thing that determines a good parley team. The coaches are looking to make pairings that have the best chance of winning. So there's a lot of factors to consider. So we kind of see what people's strengths and weaknesses are, because our goal is to have like a yin and yang type of partnership where someone has strengths in certain areas and someone else has strengths in other areas so that they can kind of equally distribute the work and do a good job having each other's backs. David and Will, they've got each other's backs. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, we, we've worked together on a couple of debates before, and our styles just coincide so well with each other. This interview is from the day before the DVC thing. David and Will have both competed in IPDA. They've done practice debates with the team, but they haven't actually competed in parliamentary debate yet. Still, they are raring to go, like some young boxer stepping into the ring for the first time. DVC, that's what we have this weekend. I'm excited. Sunday, David's doing IPDA on Friday. Yes. And he's going to kill it, uh, as as usual, as per. Uh, And then we have our first parliamentary open-style debate on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. When I caught up with them Sunday night, they had been through the ringer, had a couple black eyes, metaphorically speaking. Well... There's nothing like it. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna go ahead and say. My expect, I, I, I mean, you, you don't know parley till you do it. Don't. You don't know parley till you do your first round. You, you have your, your idea of what it's gonna be, of what it's gonna turn out. 
And let me just go ahead and say, that's not going to happen. That's I can I can for sure you any understanding or any idea of anything that you will have, think will happen in a parlay round, I can guarantee you, it'll probably be the exact opposite for that one. This was their first time, and yeah, they took a beating, but they learned a lot doing it. Now, they know and have experienced just how different parliamentary debate is from IPDA. Uh, so coming from IPDA, which is very, uh, you know, like it's kind of free flow, like it's a lot of emotions and stuff. And to go to parley, which is so structure based and stuff. And there's so many different parley powers and rules that you can add that I've never seen before. Um, I mean, and then the, the people there, too, are just in, are crazy. There's this thing called spreading where I, I kid you not, they talk as fast as they can and take shallow breaths in between because they just have the speed you out information. I'm talking about, they're talking, they go, and they keep on going. And it's like, and there was a point in debate where I have to say, can you please slow your talking down? I actually cannot understand you. I can't get any of your points. Please slow down. This fast talking approach to debate is called spreading. Not everyone does it for reasons we'll get into in a minute, but there is a very good reason why it's happening. To present more arguments than the opposition has time to address. The entire point of it is to primarily get more arguments on the flow. So the more arguments you have, well, if they take one out, well, you still got a bunch to defend. Whereas if you have like one argument and they take that out, well, what you got? However, if you have 13 different arguments, then you have to respond to all 13. Otherwise, they're like, oh, you dropped that. And that's a vote immediately for the other side. So it's the whole point of it is to try and get as much out as possible, pretty much. This approach can work due to the more structured nature of parliamentary debate. For example, in Parley, judges care a lot more about dropped arguments. Drop arguments are any time one side brings up a point that the other side never addresses. Dropping even just one argument could lose you the round. Some people try to leverage this by spreading, by talking super fast, bringing up a ton of points, and taking those short, sharp breaths. They are bombarding the opponents with tons of points. If the opponents can't talk as fast or forget to write something down, that could be a reason to vote for the spreaders. Now, I will say, not every debater spreads, and it's definitely a little controversial. It's more prevalent in four-year schools in certain regions. Some people think it's just part of the game, and if you want to win, then you need to use it. Others claim spreading harms the merits of the discussion taking place turning debate into a speed-talking competition instead of a complex look at a given topic. Sometimes, judges will warn students not to spread and will mark them down if they do. Orange Coast College and most of the community college teams in Southern California are largely against the practice, but it's still something they have to be prepared to face. And spreading is just one of many, many new jargony, specific, and complicated rules that you see in parliamentary debate. So all that basically means is that it's a plan-inclusive counterplan. Warrants, grounds, and links. An exclusionary counterplan. First, affirmative, constructive, done by the prime minister. Remember the difference between topicality and tripod? For since he used a technical term, fiat. Okay, but pick theory can be run against plan-inclusive counterplan. You're the negation, leader of opposition, or member of opposition. We're fancy like that. I could make a whole podcast series just on parliamentary jargon alone. Luckily, for David and Will, they have made it through their first parliamentary tournament. And while they might not have won many rounds, they still had a good attitude about their time, recognizing that this was a necessary step for them to take. 
So felt bad that I got my ass whooped, but I'm so glad that this was a whooping that I can come back from. But I feel hey, like a saying. Whatever happened, no. doesn't matter, win or lose, I will say, I learned a lot from today's debate. I had a lot of fun, yeah. and I did not, I could not pick a better parley partner <laughs> to do it with. It's good that David and Will felt like they learned a lot and are still in high spirits. They're going to need it, because after the break, the whole team is coming together to compete in the 2021 PSCFA Fall Championships. Awesome freaking work. It is day two in the books. That's coming up next on Soapboxers. Hired Judge makes the lives of coaches and tournament directors easier by providing high-quality, reliable judges at the click of a button. With over 1,200 judges nationwide, Hired Judge is always there to help you in a pinch. Judges are constantly evaluated for expertise, professionalism, and reliability to help make sure your tournament is successful. Hire judges or register to receive judging offers at HiredJudge.com. Use promo code SOAPBOXERS at checkout to save $15 off your first judge order. The PSDA has flipped traditional forensics on its head. With the only unaffiliated judge pool, the PSDA competitors receive a higher quality level of feedback and never have to worry about so-called judge politics. Just eight hours on the first Saturday of every month, PSDA tournaments are the most efficient, fun, and fair competition experience in forensics. Professional competitors can win up to $800 a tournament. Learn more at ProSDA.com and use promo code GOINGPRO at registration to save $50 on your first tournament. Are you enjoying Soapboxers? Want to help out the show? Consider donating. Whether you want to leave a one-time donation through our tip jar or a monthly contribution through Patreon, we have options for you. Our monthly backers get access to ad-free episodes, buttons, and shoutouts on the show. Visit soapboxerspod.com support to learn more. That's soapboxerspod.com support. And hey, thank you. It's Friday, December 3rd, the first day of fall champs. The students just scattered to lay claim on a room for the day. This is where they will be while competing in an online round. After they come back, they start their warm-ups. I remember seeing this at the first tournament, as everyone tries to learn the rhythms and the exercises. Now, they know the drill. They're warm-up experts. Fall Champs takes place over three days. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The first day, Friday, is all about parliamentary debate. To help prepare for on-your-feet thinking, everyone plays a game called Thunderdome. It's pretty simple. Someone names a category, and then two people go back and forth naming items from that category. If someone says something that has already been said or hesitates for too long, they lose. Fruits. <laughs> Apples. <laughs> Orange. Banana. <laughs> Guava. Strawberry. Pineapple. Avocado. Mango. Uh, grapefruit. Uh, melon. Dragon fruit. Cantaloupe. Watermelon. Papaya. Pineapple. I already said that. After warm-ups, the team gathers together in one of the classrooms for group prep. Like we learned last episode, every tournament handles things a little bit differently, and fall champs is no exception. 
While most tournaments have a different parliamentary topic each round, which you either argue the affirmative or the negative, with fall champs, they have one topic for everybody, and that is the same topic for the first two rounds. Rounds one and two are prepped at the same time. So the debaters got one debate topic and extra prep time so that they can look at that debate topic from both sides. So you are preparing the affirmative of that topic and you're also preparing the negative of that topic. And then you have back-to-back -back rounds where either you are arguing for the affirmative or negative for the first round, and then you're gonna argue the opposite side for your round two. So round one, if you're affirmative, round two, you'll be negative. So it's one topic for two partly rounds, same topic. This makes group prep even easier. You get everyone in the same room talking about both sides of one topic. Everyone is there now, chatting while they wait for the topic announcement. All right, awesome. It's 9 o'clock, so I'll go ahead and release the topic. I'll announce it, um, and then I'll post it in the chat as well. So the resolution for round one, the United States federal government should revise section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. And with the resolution, the team can begin their prep. So the plan would just be the resolution to revise it? Yeah, no, the plan would be even more specific. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, specify what we're revised, what we're revised. Like, but that's great, though, because it gives you more wiggle room to define. Like, when we're vision, yeah. is it, it protects companies from content that they've seen, lewd, malicious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or, or otherwise objectionable. You could just revise it so that it does not include harassment. Yeah. Right? Like, that could be the revision. Got it. As the team finishes their prep and starts heading to their rooms, the coaches shout a few more last-minute reminders, coded in parliamentary jargon. If they have a CP, what do you say? Perm! Yep. After everything was done, I talked to Coach Hannah about how she felt the group prep went. Um, I feel like one thing that we tend to do is we take a couple minutes starting off to just be silent and looking into the topic itself and like figuring out what the best avenue is. Because if we start off talking, it can create like a lot of chaos to like too many voices. And so focusing on, since this was a policy resolution, what is the plan, right? Like, what is the resolution? What is the plan? What are we doing? And then from there, figuring out what our argumentation is going to be. I left the students to compete in their back-to-back -back rounds and came back in the evening, just in time to catch the group prep for the final round. All of the students, even the ones who weren't competing anymore, were in the room to help out. Coach Tess filled me in on the day's events. So our novice team of Emma and Nirvana broke to bronze, uh, had a neg debate on whether the U.S. should involve themselves in a conflict between Russia and the Ukraine, uh, won their debate, and now we're just waiting for another two minutes to hear what their topic's going to be for their gold-silver round. I asked Tess if she was nervous for her students, this being the final round of parliamentary debate at Fall Champs. I'm super excited for, I don't know. It's great because I don't get nervous for my students. Like I remember getting so nervous as a debater, as a coach, I'm like, cause we don't care if they win or lose, right? So there's kind of not a reason to be nervous like there is for a competitor where you care more if you win or lose. So I'm just really excited. I'm excited they broke. I'm excited that they said that they had an amazing bronze round uh, and I'm excited for them to compete in a final. The resolution was that the United States federal government should abolish the Federal Reserve. Do you remember what Will said earlier about how parliamentary never goes how you expect it to? Well, that's true, even during a final round. How'd it go? Oh my god. You know what they said? They wanted to create chaos in the economy to want the world to better climate change. So basically what Emma and Nirvana were arguing, the neg side, was that 
we should not abolish the Federal Reserve, because if we do, that could have disastrous consequences for both America and the world economy. It could very likely throw us into another depression. The affirmative then said, good, we want there to be an economic collapse. We want civilization to end because that will be the best thing to stop climate change. Nobody saw that argument coming. In the end, that strange argument ended up winning, and Emma and Nirvana walked away with a silver medal. Still a very impressive feat. Fall Champs, Day 2, IPDA. I arrived in the evening of Day 2, hoping to catch the final round right as they were getting their topics, but instead I found something a little unexpected. All the students were sitting around a table playing a card game. This isn't too unusual in and of itself, as they normally like to play card games during downtime, but this was different. Everyone was around that table, and I knew the final round would be starting soon. That's when I realized nobody from OCC broke into a final round of IPDA debate. Awesome work. Awesome freaking work. It is day two in the books. Obviously, we wish that y'all were going into another round. But again, this is all y'all figuring this shit out. Like before this, when have you debated? Right? You gotta knock yourself down a couple times before you can come back strong and know what a good debate feels like. Know what a good competitor or judge feels like, right? So this is all just testing the waters, especially first semester. Like, people are going to join the team next semester, right, from other schools and in this school. And so it's like, y'all have a whole semester's advantage, right? It's the same thing. The season continues. You're just growing, right? Like, think of all the things that you've learned and understood. Like, oh, that's how it goes. That's how it feels. And so this was awesome, right? We got some fierce people into some out rounds. Awesome growth and bonding like this makes us so happy. Like Shaw, if he was here, would instantly jump in and be a part of it. And so it's like, we love seeing y'all bond because we can teach you how to get good at speech. We can't teach chemistry. Now, I'd like to say that these rounds are competitive. For example, there was 40 competitors in novice IPDA and only eight made it to the final round. Even a larger team like OCC isn't always going to have someone in those final rounds. Still, it can hit a bit hard. I talked with Nina, one of the competitors, to see how she was feeling about the matter. It's not so disappointing seeing the team's results because I know all of us did our best and I know no one here was just like, yeah, like, I'm just gonna do whatever the, whatever I want. Like, I don't really care. Like, all of us care. Like, you can tell on our faces. Like, it sucks that we didn't break. It sucks that we didn't go as far as we wanted to. But at the same time, it's not disappointing. It's more just like, you know what? We did what we could. And, you know, we know the coaches are proud of us because we did what we could. And at that point, who, if we did what we could and we did our best and we did it because we wanted to and we did it because we loved to, like, then w why would they be upset? And Nina's right. The coaches were very proud. Hell yeah. I mean, two out of three of the people who broke haven't ever broken before. This was their first time winning something at a tournament. One of them, I think it was his first time competing. Um, so hell yeah. And always, we're always proud of them, right? Break or not, doesn't matter. Our students who didn't break, still proud. As long as they said that they had fun and they learned something, that's it. You may have noticed the cheers coming in the background of that last clip. 
That's the team playing games and having fun in the squad room. Despite everything, they were in good spirits and celebrated with a late night run to the nearby in and out There we go. It's there the, we go. Okay, right. just to reiterate, it's the one on Harbor. 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 The one on The one on The Because this is the first non-debate day of the tournament, there are a lot of fresh faces who weren't competing the last two days. Almost like energy reinforcements. Noella. What up, Talon? How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing today. It's my first day of the tournament. Feeling good, feeling good. I asked Noella if fall champs felt more important than past tournaments, or if she was more nervous. She told me that, actually... She feels less nervous. I'm more prepared for this one. You know, like I've had my events for a while and they've done really well so far. And I feel like I'm really ready, you know, today. On this last day, we had several people break into finals. I caught a few of them as they were coming back from their final rounds. (laughs) Kind of messed up my intro a little bit, but that's okay. Um, It was exciting. Everyone did really well. Definitely feel like I was more experienced for this one. I think the the final one was the one I did the best on today. Um, I messed up a lot, but I played into it. And I think playing into it made it funnier. I tried to be funny. I hope that landed. It was awesome. I just got out of my um, persuasion final round. It was actually a group of all girls. So that's super empowering for females. We love that. At the end of the last day is the larger award ceremony, where they not only announce winners for all the individual events, but the overall placing of the colleges. In third place, Orange Coast College. So overall, this tournament, Orange Coast College came in third, which is definitely something to be proud of, even if students wish they did a little better. But what I think is more impressive is their placing in another category. You see, each event at a tournament is normally broken into three categories. Open for experienced competitors, junior for intermediate competitors, and novice for newer competitors. Fall Champs had a special award for a novice division, meaning They compare only the novice competitors of every school to see who did the best in this division. And, well... And your champions in the novice division... So, even though OCC didn't do as well as they might have wanted to overall, they're kind of right where they need to be. Remember, a vast majority of the OCC competitors are new this year, having never competed in forensics before. For a lot of them, This was their first ever tournament. Nina put it best during an interview after the second day of the tournament, the one with no finalists. I want to be the best I can be. Best I can be. And I know that maybe at this point at this time, I am the best that I can be. But at the same time, I know I can be better. So yeah, maybe given like to the point where I am now, to this point only being here for what, like four months? Yeah, sure, sure. You can say I'm the best I can be at this time. But, come on, I'm not the best I can be the whole year. There's no way. This is not where Nina, like, stops. This is not Nina's line. There's a bigger line for her to cross. So, definitely it's to be the absolute best that I can be. That's That's the point at that point. It's to be the absolute best that I can be. On that following Tuesday, on the last team meeting of the year, 
the coaches conducted exit interviews. They'd call in four students at a time to discuss the year, how things went, and what goals the students had for the next semester. While the students waited to be called in, they sat in a classroom, playing games, talking about the year, and half-watching RuPaul's Drag Race on the projector. As the day wound down and it seemed like things were over, I went back into the squad room to talk to the coaches. When I came back to the classroom with all the students, Shaheen was sitting there, answering questions and giving them one last pep talk before the winter break. Y'all, that's, that's the dream for, for the coaches. That's what we want. We just want you all in a room hanging out talking speech. You wanna know why? My best memories in my life are hanging out with my friends, fucking around talking speech. Some of the best memories of my life, right? It's, it's a fucking blast. And those of you that have been doing that for the last semester, you guys, every single one of you in your different groups are like, yo, this is way more fun than I gave it credit. I had a lot more fun, I met a lot cooler people. I became a better person than I thought I would. I told you at the beginning of the semester, the more you put into this, the more you're gonna get out, right? The more you put into this, the more you will get out, I promise you. Because I've seen it year after year after year. I've seen year after year after year of people who don't believe in themselves, and then they do this, and then they're like, holy shit, I'm capable of way more than I thought I was. Who, who here thinks that already? I'm capable of more than I thought I was. Yeah. That's Sean's toddler who was visiting for the day. It's a magical activity. It's an awesome activity, and we're really, really super thrilled, super proud of you yeah. all. I caught Shaheen right as he let people go for one final quick interview. His eyes were a little bit teary. You hear that, right? Yeah. The year is a success. Like ending class and then being like, let's go to fucking tacos. Yeah, we won. We did exactly what we were supposed to do. This has been Soapboxers. Thank you all so much for going with me on this journey. I don't know what exactly is in store this next year, but I know something exciting is going to happen. If you want to stay up to date on both this podcast and any future ones I'll be producing, you can sign up for the Newton's Dark Room newsletter. The first few installments will feature pictures, behind the scenes looks, and maybe even a few topics we weren't able to cover in this show. You can sign up for that at soapboxerspod.com newsletter. Again, that's soapboxerspod.com slash newsletter. Thanks again for joining me. I hope you had a great time. Soapboxers is produced by myself, Talon Stradley, and mixed by Chris Moore. Our executive producer is Shaheen Davari. Our theme music was created by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder, and our podcast art was designed by the delightful Rhiannon White. Other music in the episode was provided by musicvine.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Hired Judge, and the Professional Speech and Debate Association. And extra special thanks to Clark Moore, John Farkas, Fuzzy, Ben Steidel, Aaron McGuire, Ali Beheshti, John Llewellyn, and of course, my mom, for their support on Kickstarter. If you want to join these saints to the fiscal support of the show, you can visit us at soapboxerspod.com support, where we have recurring and one-time donation options. Check it out to get ad-free episodes, buttons, and shoutouts. If you want to stay up to date on the show, you can follow us on Instagram at SoapboxerPod. We're also on Twitter and TikTok. 
This show would not be possible without the speech and debate coaches and team at Orange Coast College. Thanks for letting me tag along. Soapboxers is a production of Newton's Dark Room, a podcast studio set to explore imagination through antiquated audio dramas and nonfiction expeditions. For more information, visit newtonsdarkroom.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. First day of recording done. <laughs> uh, let me. Okay. First day of recording is done. Uh, the energy is crazy in a good way. Lots of people are excited just to be back and like doing stuff in person and we have a few in-person tournaments which is awesome and exciting lots and lots of new faces people who don't know much about speech and debate either heard it from a professor or just heard the general like debate and like yeah I like debate I'll go do that um which is cool most of the people I talk to are interested in debate which I think further kind of shows that people don't know as much about the speech side of things and whatnot um coaches are beyond excited (laughs) for this year and all the in-person stuff which is great and uh it was absolutely bananas I hope I got it all but It was good. It was awesome. I'm really, really, really looking forward to this year. So, yeah.